in, never clock out. No way with the slackers. No, no way with the slackers. No, 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 no way with the slackers. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Clock in, never clock out. Full time with my friends. Using you to do great things with your own power and might Cause pride is worse than any drug I've seen many great men strung out Lucifer deceived one third of the angels trying to be God Yet many preachers took the same route Every time you sing a preach, church set ablaze They respond to your gifts and your eyes raised Now you feeling you, now you seeking praise Now build a court following in Jesus' name That's how it works Building your own kingdom, calling your church and if someone deserts, call them rebellious when they expose dirt. My God, manipulation's the tool. This is how she end up defending wolves. Like the walk with God isn't granted to you. So out of fear, you just take the abuse. My God, the wanna be a hypocrite. Wanna be a hypocrite. I wanna live what I speak. Wanna live what I speak. They manipulate people. Manipulate people. I make a profit off the sheep. My God, I must decrease. Lord, you increase. Every hidden thing, every part of me, placing at your feet. I must decrease. Lord, you increase. Every hidden thing, every part of me, placing at your feet. Welcome to the Path of Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Gabriel Parker, and this is where the culture meets scripture. Listen, that was my song, I Decrease, He Increase. I feel like this song is is very relevant for today's show because I'm going to be dealing with the Robbie Zacharias news that has surfaced. Um, and many of you guys who aren't familiar, who may not be familiar with Robbie Zacharias, he was a top leading Christian apologist um, who traveled the world defending the faith, uh, debating atheists, debating Muslims, uh, contending for the faith. Well, unfortunately, there has been a lot of news that has surfaced of his a private life that he was living that was actually in opposition to the gospel that he publicly proclaimed. Um, it has been noted and said that he had numerous um, extramarital affairs, um, sexual abuse and, and, and different things that has happened. I, I want to share an article when the news first broke. One of the first articles I saw and I read was by NBC, uh, NBC News. And this show is going to be. A real weighty show, but I believe it's necessary. It's a necessary show. 
And for you guys who have been listening to my show consistently over the last year and a half, one of the consistent things that I have been sharing off and on from episode one all the way through now episode 96 is the importance of us studying to show ourselves approved in the word of God and not putting men on pedestals. And what I mean by that, when I say not putting men on pedestals, I think that we're in the age or a time where it's normal to um, to have Christian celebrities, um, whether it be preachers, apologists, Christian artists in America, our culture. Um, and, and, and it might not even just be America, but I believe our culture um, allows us and encourages us to put people on pedestals. And, and so we find ourselves being fans of people, not just not just admiring their work, but literally becoming fanatics um, for people. And that's really what fan a fan if we look at the word fan, what it means is, is to be a fanatic for someone. And and I know sometimes when we use the word, oh, I'm a fan of this person, we don't always mean it in a literal sense. But I think in many cases, um, we become fanatics of people and we put them on pedestals when it, in reality, the only person that we should truly be a fanatic of is Jesus. And so while we're in the uh, climate where we have celebrity preachers, celebrity um, apologists and celebrity Christian artists and, and things of that nature, I think we have to learn how to deny ourselves. I, I think we have to learn how to admire people's content and their body of work while still uh, keeping these individuals as human beings, realizing that, hey, they're not they're no more special than you are. They're no more special than the next person. They just have a platform. And so um, one of the things that I've been really, really adamant about over the course of these sh uh, shows is, hey, <laughs> don't don't follow me, follow Christ like like I'm I'm no one special. Um, I'm just a servant. I'm just a servant and and I can be wrong and and I have been wrong. But my goal is always to point you towards Jesus because I need him just as much as you do, if not more. <laughs> and so I don't I don't want to be a celebrity. I don't I just want to be a servant. And so with this show, this show is my way of serving the body of Christ. This this show is my way of uh, sharing and preaching the gospel to the lost. And, and so don't put me on a pedestal. Um, but with all of that being said is as I look at the Robbie Zacharias situation, it has um, it's hurt my heart. Um, I'm disappointed. I'm hurt. And I also am worried. And, and, and what I mean by that is I pray that he actually knew the Lord. I pray that he actually repented of his sin, 
hearts and um, knew the Lord. But real quick, I want for you guys who may not be fully aware of what's going on with Robbie Zacharias on episode 71. I I dedicated the entire show to his work in his life. Um, he passed back in May. Um, but I dedicated the entire show to his life. I literally read um, the his entire obituary on the show because uh, his obituary was on his website and his daughter wrote out a super long obituary honoring his life and, and, and things of that nature. And so I, I read his entire obituary on the show and I talked about the importance of of contending for the faith but it would be wrong for me to do that show and not come back as these not just allegations but these truths about his life come to the surface the private things that were hidden from the public that are actually in opposition to the gospel that he publicly proclaimed um, I have to come back and do this show and so what I want to do is I want to deal with how we should be processing the situation like with Ravi Zacharias and, and sexual abuse and um, affairs and things of that nature, because he's not the only one who has been exposed. Even when we look at like a Carl Lentz and there's plenty of preachers who, who may not be even on that level of celebrity who have been found in sin, preaching the word, but privately living a life of sin or, or sin, um, um, not living to the standard of the word of God. And so what I want to do, I want to read this article by NBC real quick, because this was this was the article one of the first articles that I read on this story when it first broke. And I don't even know if I'm going to read the entire article because I want to really deal with how we as believers, when we see celebrity preachers exposed for living a, a life that isn't consistent with their body of work or consistent with the with the Bible, how should we process these things? And not just that, but how do we keep these things from happening as Christian leaders, but also as believers, just period, as believers not falling into these type of traps where we're living, where we're where we're being hearers of the word, but not doers of the word. And so I want to read this article really quick by NBC News. Um, it starts off by saying Ravi Zacharias, who died in May after a high profile career leading a global Christian ministry, engaged in sexual misconduct with massage therapists and carried on many amorous extramarital relationships via text message and email according to a scathing in-depth report from a law firm hired by the ministry. Five of the therapists said Zacharias touched them inappropriately, and one said she was raped, according to the report. 
It said investigators searching Zachariah's mobile devices found more than 200 photographs of younger women, including nude images of a salon employee in Malaysia. In blunt terms, the report by Atlanta-based Miller and Martin said Zacharias had lied in claiming in 2017 that, quote, I have never engaged in any inappropriate behavior of any kind, end of quote. Coinciding with the report's release on Thursday, the board of directors of Ravi Zacharias International Ministries issued a statement of corporate repentance. The board apologized for earlier statements that belittled accusers and pledged steps to support victims, combat abuse and harassment, and reassess the management structure, which is overseen by Zachariah's eldest daughter, ministry CEO Sarah Davis. Quote, we are devastated by what the investigation has shown and are filled with sorrow for the women who were hurt by this terrible abuse. End of quote. The board said Zacharias, who died of cancer at the age of 74, was a widely popular author and speaker with many celebrities and prominent Christian leaders among his admirers. Then Vice President Mike Pence spoke at his memorial service in May, lauding him as a great evangelist, quote, armed with intellectual intellect, girded with truth and love. End of quote. Zacharias founded his international ministry known as RZIM in 1984 with a mission to engage in Christian apologetics defending Christianity with powerful intellectual arguments. Based in suburban Atlanta, RZIM has operations in about 200 countries and a roster of scores of traveling speakers. In recent months, the organization has been plunged into crisis, precipitated by a September 29th article in the Evangel in the evangelical publication Christianity Today. The article asserted that over a period of about five years, Zacharias sexually harassed three women who worked as massage therapists at two day spas he co-owned in Atlanta suburb. RZIM's leadership initially challenged the claims, asserting that the allegations do not in any way com comport with the man we knew for decades. We believe them to be false. However, it hired Martin and Miller in October, which in turn engaged the services of a private investigation firm comp com comprising former federal law enforcement officers. The law firm said more than 50 people, including more than a dozen massage therapists, were interviewed and investigators were able to access, access data from four mobile devices used by Zacharias. According to Martin and Miller, the data included amorous communications with numerous women and more than 200 photographs of women. 
Among the photos were six of Lori Ann Thompson, a Canadian woman. So listen, y'all kind of get the point where all of these things and, and many of these things are being affirmed, like by his ministry who hired the law firm to do investigations. And they've come out and repented um, for, for not taking many of the allegations seriously but listen I want to deal with this because it's it's very sad it's very sad because the one of the first things I thought I thought about is was he really saved his soul where is he spending eternity right now and I don't know about for you guys I always think that whenever someone dies you know did they know the Lord did they know him you know what I'm saying because at the end of the day this life is but a vapor and and at the and at the end of the day, only what we do for Christ will last. Or did we know him? Did we did we truly pray, place faith in him or did we have a form of godliness, but deny the power thereof or or deny the gospel in our personal lives, in our private lives? Because I'll tell you this, what you call yourself doing for God publicly isn't a replacement for your personal walk. I'm going to say that again. What you call yourself doing for God publicly isn't a replacement for your personal walk. It's not a replacement for dying to yourself. It's not a replacement for dealing with the secret sins in your life. It's not a replacement for you denying yourself for his name's sake. I'm reminded of Hebrews chapter 12, verse one through two, that says, therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. We have to learn how to, to lay aside every weight and the sin that so easily besets us. Because I'll say this, seeing other people's sin exposed should only make us more sensitive to our own and our need for grace. Because sometimes we could become so self-righteous that we're, 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 we're focusing on what's wrong with everyone else. And, or we, we join in on the mob of individuals dissecting someone else's sin that we begin to ignore our own. And we don't uh, and, and we we elevate ourselves to a place where, well, man, they worse than me or or I, I'll never I would never do that. I would never be guilty of that. And, and I'm reminded of the scripture in first Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12, that says, therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. And so I've I've learned to never say never. <laughs> When it comes to sin and, and, and my humanity, I've learned to never say never. And it's not that I don't have faith in God. 
and believe that in the power of the Holy Spirit. But I've learned to never say never because I don't have faith in me. I need the Lord. I understand that I can do all things through him that strengthens me. But I don't have any faith in Gabriel because Gabriel's flesh is a mess. And so seeing other people's sin exposed should only make us more sensitive to our own and our need for grace. And when I say grace, I'm not talking about some of some people's definition of grace, which is a passive approach to sin. Where it's like, ah, don't judge them because we are sin. No, that's not biblical. Um, The Bible does not have a passive approach to sin, even under grace. When we look at Romans chapter six, verse 14 through 15, it says, for sin will have no dominion over you since you are not under the under law, but under grace. What then, verse 15, it says, what then are we to sin because we are not under law, but under grace? He said he responds to his own question and says, by no means do I mean that. No. And so grace does not take a passive approach to sin, but the grace of God is supernatural power over sin. It is the power of the Holy Spirit working in our lives to make us more like Jesus. It's the power of the Holy Spirit that is leading and guiding us in all truth and pointing us to the Savior and and moving us into repentance. Man, I can't I don't know how some people live without the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And so I've I've learned as as whenever situations like this happen, because I've been telling my, my close friends, it seems like these last two years, I've been seeing different leaders that I've admired over the years be exposed. I mean, secret sins just coming at my doorstep or I'm I'm learning things and all it has done is made me humble myself more before the Lord. It's made me want to move and pursue uh, move in humility and pursue humility to pursue a greater submission to the Lord because automatically now when these type of situations are happening and I'm just speaking for myself I automatically be like I, my, my initial response be di- would be like disappointment and be like, man, that's messed up. And then I automatically look at myself like, man, that's crazy. I, I had this thought just earlier today or man, man, that's messed up. But man, I was thinking this ungodly thought just two hours ago, like it makes me ho- turn the mirror on myself. And something that I have encouraged you guys to do as the scriptures have encouraged us to do is to examine ourselves to see if we are truly in the faith. Like a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ does not live in sin. He that he that practices sin is of the devil. 
That's Bible. A believer does not live in sin. And so some of us, some some of us aren't really saved. If I'm just being honest, some of us came to the Lord by our intellect, but not our heart. Some of us came to the Lord because we were attracted to a group of people and we wanted to belong to a community, but we never had a true uh, encounter with the Lord where our hearts repented before him and said, God, wash me in your blood. I'm putting my trust in you. I, we, some of us were never grieved um, about our sin that in that grief moved us to repentance and trust in the Savior. Like this, it has to be a heart thing. The Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but man, but God, it says, it, the Bible says that man looks on the outward appearance, but God sees the intent of the heart. And so I don't want to be like the person in Matthew 7 that Jesus is talking about. If I can look at Matthew chapter 7, verse 21 through 23 really quickly, and then I want to also go further than that into verse 24 through 27. But when we look at verse 21 through 23, this is Jesus talking. And he says, not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my father who is in heaven. Verse 22, on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? Verse 23, and then will I declare to them, I never knew you depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Man. And so it doesn't matter what we do publicly. It doesn't matter if we appear to live for God publicly and proclaim his name publicly. If we're living for the devil in private. And then he goes on in verse 24, and I've, I've never dealt with this part on the show. But this part jumped out at me and the Lord just really began to convict me as I read this. But when we look at verse 24, it deals with building your house on the rock. In verse 24, Jesus continues on and he says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Now, one of the things that jumped out to me as I was as as I begin to read these passages of scripture, he says, them that do this will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. It didn't say he built his church on the rock or built his brand on the on or his reputation on the rock. But it says he built his house on 
And I think that that's so important because your house represents you and your family. It represents your personal life. It represents who you are when nobody else is watching. He says, everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. Verse 25, and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on that rock, on the rock. And everyone, verse 26, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and and it fell and great was the fall of it. Many of us. As Christians, Christian creatives, Christian ministers, Christian artists, rappers, singers, many times we make the mistake of building everything except for our house. See, you're not truly building your brand or your ministry on the rock if your house isn't built on the rock. And so many of us make the mistake of getting busy and doing things in the name of God and for God. And we don't have our house in order. We don't have our personal walk in order. We talk about God more than we talk to God. And so God becomes a means of us building our own kingdom and our in our, in our brands. And so we begin to use God instead of submitting ourselves to be used by God. I don't want to try to pimp the gospel. I don't want to try to pimp God. Man, I want to fear the Lord for the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And many of us need to get to a place where we fear God. When nobody's watching, I want to live for the Lord because I know he's watching and nothing slips past him. I don't want to break his heart. I don't want to hurt him. I don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit. It's serious, y'all. Some of us are so prideful that we don't even think certain scriptures apply to us because we feel like we're so far above those scriptures. Some of us may some of you may have even heard me say, examine yourselves to see if you be in the faith and you got to finish like, no, that's not for me. No, examine yourself to see if you be in the faith. Because the moment that you think you don't have a wrestle with sin or a fight with sin, I would I would make the argument that you already just sinned. And that sin is the it's the sin of pride. 
<laughs> Man, it, we have to humble ourselves before the Lord. And I'm going to end with this. It's time for us to stop trying to do things for God while excluding our lifestyle, while excluding our private walk or what we do in privacy. Because when it excludes our lifestyle, then the things that we're doing publicly aren't really for him, but they're really just self-serving. Like, I don't want to appear to know God publicly and be completely clueless to who he is in private or to be living a different life in private. Man, I want consistency. And so I want to encourage each of you again, let's let's examine ourselves to see if we truly be in the faith. Like my salvation card isn't my church membership. My salvation card isn't the people that I hang around. My salvation card isn't how many scriptures or how many how many scriptures I can quote or how many uh, preachers sermons I've listened to and and know. But my salvation is based on faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our hope. He is the way, the truth and the life. And at the end of the day, our affiliations with Christianity or churches don't mean anything if we don't know him. Be encouraged, you guys. Listen, make sure you go to pathofrevelationnow.com. Check out the music. Check out the merch. Make sure you share the show with someone. And listen, I'm done. Thanks for tuning in. Pray for me as I pray for you guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Path of Revelation podcast. And this is where the culture meets scripture. Scripture.